Welcome in on a Wednesday. Bill Michaels Show. Good to have you up this morning and uh, taking a listen to the program. We certainly appreciate it. Uh, weird question. I should say weird because it was something we talked about at the beginning of the season. But um, I guess is it time might be the better discussion for what we're going to ask today. And if you uh, follow over on uh, the live stream, you probably already have seen the question because it pops up in the title of the show. Uh, and in addition to that, you have got uh, the uh, the Twitter following, and uh, we posted it there as well. But remember the comments of Mark Murphy when Mark Murphy had stated, ah, you know, seven, eight games, something like that. You'll You'll know. And, you know, season, and then there's people saying, no, you need at least two seasons. And I said, look, I'll know three, four, five games under center. You'll be able to kind of tell. Uh, is it time to look at uh, the tenure of Jordan Love and say, mm, no? Is it time yet? 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Uh, I know nationally the opinion is 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 vast. Uh, I have seen, I was watching Good Morning Football today, and they were talking about that. I even watched a little bit of, uh, of the annoying show called Get Up, and they were talking a little bit about that. Some believe, you know, no, he's going to be fine, and he is the answer. Others say, no, you know, uh, exactly what we've said, where, you know, you can't throw over the middle and you can't throw downfield, and if you can't do that, then what a good are you as a quarterback? And the Packers must have known something by only giving him the hedging of the bets with the you know, the extension for only a year, paying him more money up front, basically with the ability to let him go at the end of the season if they choose to do so. So then Brian Gutekinds and Russ Ball already knew something. So the, the opinions are all over the place, all over the place. So the question is, is it time to make that evaluation? 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Grant Bills. Welcome this morning. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Bill. It's a beautiful day. Excited for the huddle tonight. Excited to watch some more playoff baseball today throughout the day. I think there are three games today. So I'm ready to How have about an awesome the day. Orioles? Orioles, uh, first of all, the, the entire American League East did not win a game in the postseason. How about that? The Orioles, with 101 wins on the season, swept out of the postseason. Well, and the Dodgers I, I had mean, 100 wins. They're down 0-2, right? The Rays won 99. Right. They're down 0-2, or they lost 0-2 in the wild card. So this is yep. just another example of how the baseball playoffs can be fluky. I, uh, you know, this is the reason I've always stated just get there because you can look at now Atlanta and Philadelphia, they're locked up in a good old good one. But I have always said just, just get, just get there, man. Just get there and, and, you know, see what happens. Because at times, all you got to do is just just get there and see what happens. So, anyway, long story short is uh, the baseball postseason has been has been solid. Uh, so, I'm excited about that. Like you said, more playoff baseball coming up tonight, the huddle coming up tonight. Uh, but we had talked about this at the beginning of the season. Do you feel you have seen enough of Jordan Love yet? No. No, 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 no. I don't think so. No. Um, I, I've seen enough to be frustrated with Matt LaFleur yesterday and, and to know that these young weapons are, are not ready and not where they need to be. But, no, I haven't seen enough of Jordan Love yet. A lot of season left. 
I, uh, <clears throat> I, the only reason, and, and I said, and I kind of put my money where my mouth was, so to speak. I said at the beginning of the season, I said, ah, we'll know after three or four games. You'll be able to tell. Does he have it or does he not? And he's kind of like teetering on the fence to me. If I had to give you, like, the honest opinion, do I think he's bad? I don't know about bad. Um, do I think he's above average? No. Do I think he's serviceable? At this point, yes. But I keep hearing people talk about the game plan, about being predictable, not a lot of motion, no creativity. They're, they're not putting him in good position, you know, the offensive line. It's like everybody's making excuses for the offense not being good. Uh, we, we, and we saw a lot of bad last year with Aaron Rodgers. So I, I'm, I'm not saying that last year this was some kind of a juggernaut that he took over and he's dropped the ball because the offense wasn't that damn good last year, to be honest with you. Um, but I'm not quite there on my opinion yet. I was, uh, And the only reason I bring this up is, and I think it's a legitimate question. I, I, I appreciate people remembering what I say. But I had a couple people that I was going back and forth with last night. I got home uh, late last night and uh, I, I sat down. I started doing some emails. And there was a couple of emails that were in my email box after the game that I did I just didn't get to on uh, Monday night, and I just they they kind of get buried. So I start to shuffle through all my emails, and one of them was you had said after three or four games you would know whether or not Jordan Love has it. Well, and it had a question mark, and I thought, boy, that's a great question, because like I've said, I've look, I've seen the David Klinglers and Achilles Smith, and I I go back over the years watching Cincinnati take draft choice after draft choice after draft choice and tell you how good they were only to watch them flop miserably. And at times they had talent and at times they didn't. So I kind of got a sense as to whether or not I could tell a, a, a decent quarterback or not. And I just think we are on the cusp of making a decision, but I'm not quite there yet. And I, I know which way I'm leaning. I'm leaning towards not that good. I, I wouldn't – I'm leaning towards not paying them. But if, if if all the chips are on the table and everybody's being completely open and honest. But I still think that there's something there. We've seen flashes. Um, but I'm starting to get the same feeling I had with Graham Mertz. I'm getting the same feeling I had with Tanner Mordecai coming into the season where I'm like, I see flashes and you're like, wow. I was at the game on, on Saturday – watching Tanner Mordecai, and there was a couple of throws that was like, wow, what a throw. I mean, now you see why they went after this guy. And then I watch a couple more throws, and I'm like, that's garbage. I, I, that's inexplicable garbage. It's just that's bad. And I'm seeing now the same thing with Jordan Love. And in the NFL, you can't have that. that that's, that's not allowed. You can't have that. Because eventually teams will figure you out, they will pigeonhole you, and they will come after you. And they will beat the hell out of you. And there's nothing you can do about it if you cannot play your way out of that circumstance. So I'm starting to see this with Jordan Love. And I'm also becoming concerned because Matt LaFleur's play calling has gotten conservative. And it's like they are putting... (coughs) Excuse me. It's like they're putting handcuffs on him because they feel like this is all he's capable of. And 
I know Mike Clemens talked about it yesterday about, well, if Jordan Love doesn't feel like, you know, this play's going to work or they haven't repped it enough and this and that, I'm like, wait a minute, whoa, 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 whoa. He's in a system for three years. The, you know, everybody else around him is young. I get it. All the, all the, the wide receivers only in it two years. You know, the, the new wide receiver in Jaden Reed and company only in it a year. Luke Musgrave, Tucker Craft only in it a year. But everybody else has been in this system for years. So that can't be a legitimate explanation as to why things look so untrusting out of the coaching staff. And if the coaching staff to this point does not trust them, I've got serious questions about it then. I know that there's a lot of people that want to talk about the banged-up offensive line, and I get it, okay? So here's here's my question. If they don't play well in Denver, two weeks healing up, you're going to get Aaron Jones back. You're going to get Elton Jenkins fully fully back now. You're going to have most likely John Runyon feeling good and fully back. Everybody's going to shake off the things that have been ailing them. You're going to have Christian Watson fully back. You're going to have your full complement of guys. If he looks bad in Denver, do you then make the decision and say, it doesn't matter what shows up the rest of the year. We already know what we've got because this is pretty much going to be it. Would you would you take that kind of a, an assessment approach, Grant? No, I mean I I want things to look a lot better against Denver. I want the offense to look like they're growing every week. But no, I mean the the season is so long. Look at the Lions' season last year. Right for the uh-huh. first two months, they couldn't win. What did they start like one and six or two and seven or something like that? Right. And then partway through the year, all the pieces that had been building together and coming together finally figured it out, and that switch flipped. And that's the goal. I think that's the hope. And that might take a little time with Love and Watson and Dobbs and Reed. It's a lot of youth. It's a really, really I, young offense. I. It's young at the skill position. And somebody was trying to argue with me that the, the defense is young. I'm like, how in the hell is the defense young? Defense isn't young. The offense Colby is. Colby Wooden is the only young guy back there. It's like, come on, man. You have nothing but veterans on that defensive side. It, second year is the, the least of your worries. And Quay Walker and Devontae White aren't playing too bad for second-year guys. You know, beyond that, I mean, like, come on. The only areas that are young are your tight end and your skill position on the outside receivers. That's it. You know, I mean, your punter has played well. Your your kicker has certainly played well. The process of kicking has played well. They're all young. We don't give them any pass. If they start making missing field goals, we already run them out of town. You know, it's like it, – I get that playing wide receiver versus kicker is more intricate. I understand all of that. But I'm just simply saying that you've got Romeo Dobbs, Samari Torre, Christian Watson. They've all been in this system now two years. They know it for the most part. Uh, you, you see Tucker Craft or Luke Musgrave, they round off a route. Okay, I understand it. But Jaden Reed, Jaden Reed, I think, is even better than some of the guys they've already got on the team. He's already more advanced. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of – The game on Monday night really raised a lot of questions for me. It really did because I I asked myself, you got a head coach that's dinking and dunking his way down the field. Why? It's not a great defense. You can run the ball against these guys. If you run the ball decently, effectively enough, you know, you're going to be able to throw the ball downfield because they're going to start packing the box. They're going to start trying to stop any gashes, any runs out of A.J. Dillon. You mixed it up a little bit. You at least should be able to get a tight end or two across the middle. But every time you went across the middle, it seemed to get batted or picked off. And then I went, oh, that's right. They don't, they're, not, they're not thrown over the middle. They don't trust them over the middle. 
They're not going to go downfield because he can't connect. He doesn't have a downfield touch. So what does that leave you? Quick outs, dinks and dunks. And now it raised a lot of red flags. And that's what the play calling was. It was that and then the stupid ass gadget Christian Watson circle around, you know, get sacked in the backfield, dumbass play. That never worked. We all see it coming. Every time he goes into motion and circles around the backfield, we all know it's coming. And so I'm like, well, what's where's the creativity? Where is something that's going to make the defense think and be – is, is it – Rodgers used to love motion because he then could read the defense even quicker. He knew who had who. Is Jordan Love not capable of reading that? Is he not as smart? Probably not. There's very few that are. But it, it just seemed very – I watched it again partly this morning. I watched the second half this morning. And I'm like, wow, this is just not good. You know, they finally started to get it together in the third quarter, but the third quarter's basically been almost too little too late at times because the team's already down because they can't score in the first half of games. And their first half, run the ball, run the ball, pass, run the ball, run the ball, pass, pass, run the ball, run the ball, pass, run the ball, pass, run the ball. It, it just – it's it's very – I don't want to say overly predictable, but it was very vanilla, very basic. And I'm like, why? It's the Raiders, man. You you want to go get you want to get the kill shot early on these guys and put them away. And instead, it was like they were going toe to toe with a division rival. It's like, what the hell are you doing? So, my question is: Is it the play calling? If you don't believe it's time to look at love and go, eh, maybe not. Is it the play calling? Or is it Jordan Love? Uh, Pac fan says, didn't Rogers say he didn't like all the motion of LaFleur's offense? Uh, at the end, yeah. In the beginning, he was all about it. He was all about it in the beginning because he's, he had talked about how Mike McCarthy's offense had become stagnant. It was basically four wideouts, one back, and Aaron Rodgers and shotgun. And there was no creativity there. I think when he was talking about all the motion, I, I, I think – I, he is he. You know what though, Pac fan. It's very difficult because Aaron Rodgers has talked out of both sides of his face so often, because he talked about him and Matt Lafleur looking at Sean McVay and some of the things that he drew up and some of the things that Shanahan drew up and watching games and those two texting back and forth about can we run that play? There's a lot of motion there. I can see indicators there. And he talked about that. He did an interview about that. So for him to all of a sudden say I didn't like all the motion, I maybe there was something more to it than that below the surface I have no idea but in the beginning he was all about it because I remember very specifically him talking in an interview about how him and Matt her and him and Matt LaFleur were texting back and forth about how cool it was that he could text with his head coach about look at that play look at the way this was run look at the motion in the beginning look the indicator and I, I just remember that 877-867-1670 is it time and if it's not time that's fair I, I completely understand that because I don't even think I'm ready yet but at what point do you make a decision as to whether or not, if you're the general manager of the Green Bay Packers, you know you've got Jordan Love under contract for this year and next year, okay? At what point do you look at it and go, yeah, this isn't the guy? At what point do you look at it? Or do you look at it and say, is it Matt LaFleur and the offense and the offensive play calling? Uh, there was one former quarterback that uh, called the offense antiquated. We'll tell you about that when we come back. Stay tuned. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Steel Tank Brewing on Roebrook Lane in Oconomowoc. Why is this a big deal? Because 
They're there, my friends. The music venue is almost complete and uh, excited about this. I know that they wanted to get it up and running uh, middle of September, but they've got that thing just about done. And uh, by the way, really good food. Uh, it's like if you follow them on Facebook every other day, they're posting some new creation from their chef over there, and he's just fantastic. And they're open uh, Tuesday through Sunday for lunch, so you can go over there even during the day and pick something up. But they've got a lot of different craft brews, and the music venue is about to open. They've got the party space in between, the big German-style beer hall that you can rent out for parties and such as well. That's our friends at Steel Tank Brewing in Oconomowoc. Give them a shout again. Steel Tank Brewing in Oconomowoc. Give Dave a call. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good to have you back. The Bill Michaels Show on the air. Reminder, lacrosse, we're coming. We're going to be there next Wednesday night. We're going to be at Flipside for the huddle. So uh, tonight we are back in studio. Next week we are on the road. We are going to be at Flipside Pub and Grill for the huddle. Six to eight next Wednesday night. Bring your friends. Plan. They, they've got all kinds of specials I think they're going to be running for this thing. But we're going to be in a lacrosse coming up next Wednesday night. So really looking forward to that and uh, excited about this. I think we and we have solidified, by the way, uh, yes, Marshfield. We're going to be in your neck of the woods as well. Nuts deep, too. You ever been there, Grant? Nuts deep, too? I don't think I've ever been to Marshfield, period. I must go sometime, I think. Uh, going to be there. Uh, God, I don't know exactly when. Um, I got to take a look. But I'm trying to pull the book out right now. I probably shouldn't be doing this while I'm on the air. Uh, yeah, we're going to be at Flipside next week, and then uh, we are going to be, I believe, at Nuts Deep 2 on Wednesday, November 1st. Wednesday, November 1st. And then on Wednesday, December 20th, we're going to be at the Norwegian Hollow. We are coming to Viroqua. So we are uh, we're going to be starting to travel. I'm excited about this. I got a call last night uh, from uh, up in Tomahawk. And I love Tomahawk, so any reason to go back there, I'd, I'd love to do it. Uh, but they just opened a new bar uh, called Loophole. And I saw it when we were up there for the, the motorcycle ride, but we didn't get a chance to get in there and, and go. It was so crowded. Uh, but they want us to come up and do a show there. So we're talking about possibly going to Tomahawk sometime soon. And uh, obviously we're going to be at Burkle's uh, up in Green Bay after every Packers home game, so we're going to be there. So we're starting to starting to get out and about a little bit. I'm going to be doing the the Green and Gold post game show uh, on Thanksgiving from Rhode Island. And I'm going to be in Rhode Island because <laughs> Kristen's going to we're, we're going to go home. She uh, go back to her home. She wants to see her family for Thanksgiving, and we are currently working with a a couple of people who heard we were coming. Uh, and it's not solidified yet, but uh, I'm kind of hoping they do. Then again, maybe not. But uh, they said, hey, uh, would you consider coming to Foxborough? And I said, Gillette Stadium? And they said, yeah, we'd open it up. We'd give you a suite. How cool would that be? In an empty Gillette Stadium, 
doing the Green and Gold postgame show on Thanksgiving from there. Might be the most exciting be. thing to happen at Gillette Stadium right? all season, the way the Patriots right? season is going. I think all the fans will come out for that. Maybe I can get uh, the angry, grumpy, you know, arrogant Bill Belichick uh, on the program. You and Mike Bill, Clemens could score Mike. just as many points as this Patriots offense has scored so far. I think Mike Clemens could score more. He's deceivingly fast. Black shoes and white socks with khaki pants, that'll drag you into, oh, God, this guy can't move every time. And then all of a sudden, you see his feet move and shuffle a little bit. He does that little kind of caricature walk or, or wiggle like uh, the gopher on Caddyshack, and the next thing you know, Mike's gone. He's gone. I'll tell you this. So, and this is a God's honest true story. We were out in L.A. for the Super Bowl a few years back, where, you know, whatever year it was, three, four years ago. And uh, two years ago, actually. And we were in L.A., and Mike uh, Mike was just kind of coming back. Mike had, has diabetes, and for those that didn't know, Mike, for a while, I didn't know if Mike was even going to make it. And he was almost, like, wheelchair-bound uh, for a little while. And we were down in Miami <clears throat> for the Super Bowl a couple years prior, and Mike was using a walker and could barely move. and But just very, like an iceberg, just very slow and steady and got it every, got everything done. And it was really weird because the year prior, I mean, he's running around out in the Coliseum out in L.A. when uh, the Packers were out there uh, before the Rams' new stadium was done. And he's out there running around, I mean, just taking pictures and walking everywhere, and he's all over the place. So when this happened, it really, really slowed him down. So anyway, we fast forward to L.A., and Mike is just starting to kind of kind of get back, you know, just starting to kind of go. Well, and at the L.A. Convention Center, it's right next to the Staples Center. And at the opposite end of that is the parking garage. And the NFL gave us parking, excuse me, in that we got a, Mike's got a couple of contacts in the NFL, and they gave us handicap parking in the parking garage. But it's still, I mean, it's still a walk. It's not short by any stretch of the imagination. It's at least a couple of football fields long to, to, to get, you know, to where you need to go. So Mike walks into the end. Now, if you can kind of imagine this, we park all the way at one end, we get out of the car, we start to walk. Now, Kristen and I and, and uh, Erica and our staff have to walk all the way on the on the street, the length of the convention center, to then go through security, go downstairs to where our setup was, and to get inside uh, down at Radio Row. Mike, on the other hand, got to enter from the far, what would be like the west end, and enter there through the handicap spot, but he still had to walk inside all the way through the entire convention center, down this down the escalators, and then get to our setup. So we let Mike go in, or not let him, but he went into the handicap entrance. And we, we were walking, and we're walking at a pretty good pace because you're trying to get through some people and you're trying to maneuver yourself. And and we're kind of like, well, you know, we'll, we'll get there and then we'll just wait for Mike and blah, blah, blah. By the time we got in, which was not very long, we just walked the length of the, the convention center as well, Mike's already sitting at the table. And I'm like, how the hell did you get here? He said, I walked. I'm like, there's no way. Because you had to walk the same length we did. You just walked inside. And he, he went, well, I don't know. I think that guy just very slowly moves. And the minute nobody's looking, he's like Clark Kent, man. He just picks it up and he's like just running through the airport. He's got stuff under his arm. He's got his bag over his shoulder. He's hopping over babies and kids and dogs and crap. And Mike just takes off. So Mike, I think, could play wide out or a very mischievous and deceivious uh, running back in the National Football League. That's just that's just my take on Mike Clemens. So. Uh, let's do this. Let's get back at it. Um, we got a lot of stuff to get to. Uh, 
Let's give. Well, let's do this. Let's go to the phone calls. Let's go to Kevin listening to us in Green Bay. Kevin, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Well, I'm doing well. Before I get to the topic of at hand, I would agree. Don't sleep on Mike Clemens. I mean, that guy right? is sneaky fast, right? Exactly. Uh, so exactly. thanks for that story. Yeah, your, your topic about whether it's time to have pause or concern of Jordan Love, I'm on the side that I think it's still way too early. He's got to get the whole season. But you, you got to monitor things like, is there noticeable regression? How's he doing in the locker room? Does he lose the team? Does he not help pull guys around to make them better? I think what's so difficult is because it's not youth, but it's the inexperience at the key positions, wide receiver. Yeah, they're, what, second, third-year guys. He's not playing with four-, five-, six-year veterans. Even at the tight end position, he haven't had the same offensive line. Um, you're, you're, you pointed out a good thing about how they've gotten more basic, and I think that's with an intent. It's not because Jordan Love can't handle it. It's because this is an offense that is lacking any sort of confidence. So what do you do to get back on track? You try to run things a little more basic. Now, if you're not even doing the basics well, yeah, I mean, that's a whole other story. But I think right now they're just trying to run more basic offense to get on track, stay ahead of the chains, because as you brought up, what do they do? They run this Christian Watson reverse, and you're four or five yards in the backfield, and now you're behind the chains. And I think that's what Matt, listening to his coach speak, he always talks about, i got to put him in better positions. What are we asking these guys to do? So Mm -hmm. is the overall offense maybe not complex, but because they're not having success, they're trying to do something to move forward. And I guess my last point before I let you chew on what I had to say, um, if we get to the end of the season, they're playing better football or they're playing worse football. I still think the the front office will do their due diligence in the off season to look at the quarterback position as a whole. As you remember, they had Rodgers in the air apparent guy, but they still went with Brian Brom and Matt Flynn. Even if mm-hmm. Love plays lights out, you owe it to always be looking for a quarterback because the best time to look for one, as we all know, is when you don't need one. Right. So I think regardless of how they finish, they're going to try to you know maybe look at that position, and if they can get two great guys, why not? So yeah. that's what I got. Okay. No, I'm pretty. Uh oh. We lost him. We lost we him lost right him. at the end. It's like Larry David and Curb. It's like, ah, I'd call you back, but we were we yeah. were mostly wrapped up. We were good. We got the yeah, gist. Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. Think about this. The offense right now, I'm gonna, and I'm going to answer everything he says when we come back. But the offense right now, you look at pro football focus and you start to look at some of the better offenses. Miami, number one. San Francisco, number two. Detroit, number three. Buffalo, number four. Even though they have not been able to win a lot of games, Minnesota's actually been able to move the football. And they're, they're ranked fifth followed by the Eagles, Seattle, the Rams, the Houston Texans. Now, chew on that for a minute. The Houston Texans have the ninth best offense uh, via pro football focus, led by C.J. Stroud in the National Football League, the ninth. And then you've got, like, Kansas City at 13, uh, Baltimore at 14, and on down from there. Green Bay ranks 25th. Now, it takes a lot of different things into consideration. The ability to run the ball, pass the ball, pass blocking, receiving, all that kind of stuff. But offensively, just the overall offensive ratings, the teams that you would expect to be there are there. A couple of surprises, but for the most part, what you expect to be there is there. Green Bay ranked 25th overall. 25th right now. We'll take a break. We'll come back, and we'll go over what he just stated. And I think uh, there's a lot to, like he said, chew on there. Stay tuned. we got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. 
the all-new Potawatomi Casino Hotel has something you got to see. Play more slots and games, and you could say, show me the money, to reveal up to 10 grand each Thursday. 800,000 in prizes is up for grabs. 40 winners each week. This October and November at Potawatomi, Milwaukee, when you're ready to win, just say, show me the money. More info at PaysBig.com. Must be 21 years old and a club member to play. great night out and it's a hidden gem it really is if you're in milwaukee uh check out our friends at the irish cultural heritage center it's a great place to either start depending on how late you stay out or end up but awesome awesome venue and very old very eclectic but they have some terrific musical acts that come in and it's usually not overwhelmingly crowded uh, you can just park anywhere around the area on the street whatever and it's just a, a really cool, not-for-profit, but they bring in some really great acts musically. And I've been preaching this for a long time. Maybe you're looking for a very, how we say, inexpensive, uh, but yet old-school wedding. Uh, this is the place to go. Uh, it's just really cool. Maybe you're looking for a meeting space or something. Uh, again, something relatively inexpe- uh, inexpensive. Uh, Irish Cultural Heritage Center. It's right there on Wisconsin Avenue uh, near downtown Milwaukee. It's just west of the Marquette campus. ICHC.net. That's ICHC.net. Again, ICHC.net. And uh, they got a lot of stuff coming up for uh, the holiday season. And also, you start looking over that fence to next year, to 2024. And the night before, because th- uh, St. Patrick's Day falls on a Sunday this year. The night before... Cynthian comes to town, and I can't wait for that. And if you don't know who they are, just go download something of theirs off of YouTube and watch it. They are an energetic Irish band. Oh, my God, and they're so good. So we're going to go see them as well. So really looking forward to all of that, all that stuff. That's ICHC.net, ICHC.net, or call them 414-345-8800, 414-345-8800. Ask for Corey. He's our guy, 414-345-8800. 8800 that's the irish cultural heritage center um okay so the the caller prior i want to go back to two because uh, nightwing says you need two seasons maybe three and a half really to tell uh but it, he's up for you know to resign after this year so if it's not uh, goody needs to be fired uh no way you take three seasons no way you either know it or you don't you know, um, I know Tua developed once McDaniel got there. I get that. But no way you take three seasons. Uh, and here's the reason why. Two words, Mitch Trubisky. When you know a guy doesn't have it, you got to move on. You waste players' years. And one thing that will lose a locker room, one thing that will lose a franchise faster than anything, is when you put in inept players in position, and because they are high draft choices, you stick with them. And everybody in the locker room can see it. Everybody knows. You just, you know, they always say, go do your job. Just do your job. Okay, that's fine. But in the meantime, what am I playing for? Okay, I'm being paid. Okay, I'm a, a paycheck, but I don't have a legitimate shot at winning a championship. Not with this guy. You can't force down the throats of players in a locker room, any player, because of his draft status. 
players know. Now, going back to what the caller before said, you know, if he's lost the locker room, he hasn't. That's a really good point. He hasn't. There's still a lot of guys that are saying, no, we got his back. We, we, you know, we believe in Jordan, this and that. They're saying a lot of the right things publicly. Now, you know, I, we would know. People would know. Mike would know. We would know. We would hear whispers behind the scenes. If somebody's like, eh, I, don't, I don't know, man. I, I don't know if he can do this. I don't know if he can throw downfield. I don't know. You know, whatever. I get it. I really do. We would know that. You're not hearing that right now. The first indicator of anything was what Jair said, but Jair was 100% true, and he was being very honest. He wasn't being facetious in any way. He was just saying, look, right now, it's, it's, that's a work in progress. We Defensively, we got to be better. And he's right. Now, you, you, you can't, you know, because he said we have to score too. You, you can't score unless you create turnovers and you're, you know, creating pick sixes and such. You just have to try to get the ball and give your offense more bites at the apple, and that's all you can do. But I, I, I understand what Jair was saying. And, I, and he wasn't being malicious or facetious or anything about it. He wasn't, he wasn't demeaning the offense. He was basically saying, look, this is, this is something that's going to take a little bit of time. And he's 100% correct. He's 100% correct. So I think, uh, you know, this whole thing with Matt LaFleur every week talking about giving credit to the, uh, the opponent, look at what they did. Now, now, maybe he is giving credit to the opponent because he's like, you know what? I see, too, that he can't throw over the middle. I see, too, that they can't connect downfield. So, yeah, they're going to go ahead and say, we're going to dare you to throw over the middle. We're going to shut everything down on the, on the edges and not give you enough to be able to pick up first downs and, cons- and consistently move the ball downfield because we don't have faith. So maybe he's giving them credit going, yeah, you see what we see. Okay. But at some point in time, you know, he keeps talking about, well, you know, it's on me. I got to be more creative. I got to do this. I got to do that. Put him in a better position. Well, I mean, come on. We're all waiting. You know, you almost hear the, the uh, what is it, the, you know, the Jeopardy timer in the background going ding, 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 ding. We're all waiting. When, when, is, when, is the, when do the reins come off the offense? And are the reins on the offense because of the youth at the skill positions or is the reins on the offense because your, your quarterback can't make certain throws? That's kind of what you're waiting on. But I, I, I will say, I give the caller a lot of credit because he said, you know, you got to wait and see um, if indeed uh, the locker room begins to change. But I'll tell you this, if you go into D- Denver and the offense is the same and it's lackluster and it's another low-scoring affair, and it's not that Denver puts up a ton of points, but they put up – uh, you know, Russell Wilson, if, if you look at his numbers, Russell Wilson's at least had a little bit of a bounce back. Now, he's still not playing great, don't get me wrong, but he's been better this season. Their offense hasn't necessarily been the problem. Their defense is decent, but they've given up some big plays. So if the Packers go in and say lose this game 24-17, 24-20, and again, they – they just can't move the ball. First half, it's a, it's a mimic, you know. First half doesn't look good. They score six points. And the second half, they come back and they put up, you know, a couple of touchdowns, 14 points in the second half, and things look a little better, and they show fight, moxie, blah, blah, blah. 
uh, but they still lose 24-20. Then what? At what point, you know, and, and this is this is uh, from Jackson. Jackson says, uh, nobody believed Brock Purdy could even throw the football, but he had a, he, but he had to because of injuries and because Trey Lance just wasn't that good, so they gave him an opportunity. Do you think Sean Clifford could be that guy? Brock Purdy gave hope to every backup quarterback in the National Football League who has been overlooked because he is, quote, a backup, because he is not a high draft choice, because he is a developmental player. Now you can look at it and go, you know what? If the starter isn't getting it done, maybe we'll go in a different direction. I don't think the Packers do that because I think the Packers are going to give every – I don't think unless there's injury, I don't think – or because they're getting blown out or blowing a team out, I don't think Sean Clifford sees the field. Not at all. They are going to give every opportunity, every – Every opportunity to, and you're right, Tom Brady was one of those guys too, seventh-round draft choice. But Tom Brady was at least from a big program. You know, you kind of knew he was, you know, he quarterbacked Michigan. You kind of knew he had seen some things in his day. But you're right, Tom Brady, he was also a, a late-round draft choice. That ended up make, being a, a, a massive success. But Brock Purdy, in recent history, in recent times, has changed that narrative for backup quarterbacks. But going back to what I was going to say is I don't think – because I think they're going to give Jordan Love every opportunity to here's the rope, go do something with it. I think they're going to give him every opportunity. So I don't. I think he's taking every snap unless he's forced not to by an injury or by being blown out one way or the other. That That's just my opinion. 877-867-1670. Uh, uh, Jeremy says Brock Purdy was also given the keys to a jet-fueled Ferrari and was told not to screw it up. Jeremy, but was that Ferrari a Ferrari with Trey Lance? Was that Ferrari a Ferrari with Jimmy Garoppolo? Not the way it is today. It wasn't until he got under center that things began to take off. Right? There's, there's, you can look at different quarterbacks. You know, was Kansas City a Ferrari? And, you know, with Alex Smith, they were okay. But once Patrick Mahomes went under center, it became the Ferrari. You know, sometimes it just takes that piece that fits better or or just plays better to make things the Ferrari. Um, And you're right, Ronald. Uh, the fact is that if they would go, to say Sean Clifford and Jordan Love would then be subsequently benched or in a really bad game, you give somebody else the opportunity. It it would validate everybody, including myself, who thought it was a ridiculous draft pick at the time. I'm not saying it wasn't a bad draft pick overall because I would have taken him maybe in the second round or maybe even the third, but depending on where he would have fallen. But at that time, in that moment, it would then validate what everybody thought the minute they heard, you know, with uh, whatever, you know, whatever number, I can't remember what number pick it was in the draft, 24th or something like that, whatever that was, the Green Bay Packers take Jordan Love, it would validate everybody who put palm to forehead. So, and Skinny from Madison says, look, Love was a first-round backup, 
to Aaron Rodgers. So what draft round does a quarterback have to be selected to be qualified as a backup quarterback pick? It's great, great. I, and I agree. That's when you start to look at it. And again, I go back to other players that were on the board at that time. And other players that have succeeded and helped their teams at that time. And <laughs> it just it just hasn't it hasn't, you know, it hasn't worked out. 877-867-1670-877-867-1670. If you want to find us, please feel free to hit us up and do so. Speaking of some great places that have uh, a venue, if you have, say, a meeting, if you have a holiday party coming up, they have limited space available for holiday parties, by, parties, by the way. Uh, they are booking up really, really quick. So if you're thinking about it and you want the spectacular venue, that's kind of a hidden gem right there on the walkway of the, the Milwaukee Riverfront. Uh, Northern Lights event venue. Get get a hold of Rob over there. Now, Bob uh, Pop, uh, uh, northernlightseventvenue.com. That's northernlightseventvenue.com. Give him a shout. Tell him we said hi, but it's a great place for a dinner, a wedding, a rehearsal dinner. Uh, if you want to do a photo shoot, they have all kinds of, uh, you know, backgrounds and backdrops and different things that they have because they have an actual photo studio in the place. So really cool stuff there. They have business events they hold all the time. Check them out, northernlightseventvenue.com. And... They're uh, doing a little bit of catering, some small parties and such that are open to the public for uh, for some of the Packer watch parties. So check that out as well. Northern Lights Event Venue. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. All right, Team Pella, listen up. Thanks, John Kuhn. Customers love our products with limited lifetime warranties. Check out these big plays. Incredible innovations like blinds and shades between the glass. No interference on that play, coach. And stylish windows with hidden screens that make game days a breeze. Can it get any better? It can. With monthly payments as low as $19 per window, $75 per patio door, and a free quote at PellaWI.com. Let's go. Whether you're looking to replace older damaged windows and doors or just wanting to revamp the look of your home, Pella offers a wide range of styles and materials to match your home's unique design. Hurry, take advantage of monthly payments as low as $19 per window and $75 per patio door at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Get your free quote today at PellaWI.com. 6.99 APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offers at 1031-2023. a nice chance to catch up yesterday with uh, Jeff Stoll from Stoley's uh, Hog Alley and Stoll's Old 109. Caught up with him a little bit yesterday. Things going really well. The uh, the new expansion on Hog Alley has been fantastic. And he said the uh, the Sunday morning breakfasts have been booming and the watch parties for Packers and, you know, Brewers and such, obviously, and Badger games and upcoming Bucks games as well. So it's it's been really, really good. So uh, I'm, I'm so glad that they're doing so well and continue to expand. And they've got even another expansion coming eventually. So hang in there for that announcement. 
Uh, Stolzo 109 doing great as well up there in Watertown with all the TVs and the live music that they have and the big patio outside that, uh, well, they're getting ready to kind of close that up, but uh, weather permitting, they can open the, the windows and such again. But that's on County Road R up in Watertown. Both places, absolutely awesome, but uh, better yet, uh, run by even better people. Uh, Jeff and Alicia are just so great, and they do so much charitable-wise. And they're just uh, It's kind of like uh, you wonder why people stay in business so long. It's because they're just genuinely good people, and a lot of people like to support good local business. And that's one of them, Stoley's Hog Alley and Stoles Old 109 uh, in Watertown. So there you go. Uh, coming up in the next hour, we are going to talk with Dan Casper. Dan Casper is on WAYY. He does the morning show there. And he also has a podcast and such. And we're going to talk with him a little bit. Uh, he is the sports director there. We're going to talk with him uh, a little bit about, uh, you know, what's what his thoughts are on the Green Bay Packers, his thoughts on Jordan Love. And we'll get all of that coming up here in just a little bit. So stay tuned for that as well. Uh, so we've got three more hours yet to go. And I also want you to hear what Matt LaFleur had to say yesterday. So that's coming up uh, and just a couple of minutes away. Matt LaFleur and the presser from yesterday. And I want this one is one of those pressers where I want to take real close, uh, a real close listen to the whole thing. So you're going to hear that coming up. So I want you to stay tuned right where you're at. Going to hear Matt LaFleur coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Stick around. A lot more of the Bill Michaels. We still got three today. The first hour flew by today. Holy mackerel. Stay tuned. We got more coming up right after this.